boys and girls, Greg, welcome to the inaugural first episode of Around the Fountain. No, wait, that's not it. It's actually called The Chat Wheel. So the idea of the show is we've actually been watching shows like Mad and all that, and we didn't feel like people talked about things that were relevant to the scene that was kind of outside of, at least side in pro, you know, pro esports. So we got together like three months ago to try to do the show, and it all fell apart a few times. We finally got together to try to make it into a podcast. Um, I'm going to start with introductions. My name is Darith. Real name is Barry. Um, I'm a former senior editor of Sega Dojo back in 2000, which was an IGN affiliate for Dreamcast. I've been playing Dota a year. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half the time. I never said I was a pro, <laughs> but I do try. Um, and that pretty much sums me up. Greg, since you're kind of known, kind of, why don't you go <laughs> next? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'm, uh, what is it? I'm Greg. Um, brought these, this Motley crew together, so if you hate it, it's my fault. And, uh, I'm a caster. I've been a caster for Ghost of Gamers for about a year, and, uh, now I cast tournaments that only some people know about, but, you know, I hope you guys tune in to our stuff, and, uh, hoping to bring... A very uh, opinionated perspective. Mason, why don't you go next? Hey guys, I'm White Elephant Hills, also known as Mason, my real name, or Way. Whatever the hell you want to call me is totally fine. Uh, I'm a writer for What Is Hit TV. Um, been playing Dota like Darius for about a year, year and a half now. Really still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, most of my gaming experience has come from World of Warcraft and stuff like that, but I'm really happy that I found my way into Dota, and I can't wait to talk about some stuff, because I love to talk, so. Nick, so, yeah. you're the... Thanks, Mason. Now, Nick, you're the closest thing we have to a pro here, so why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Gotta save us all. I don't do anything. He doesn't. <laughs> um, okay, so, I guess I'm better than these three at Dota, and I play every now and then on teams, and I'm trying to make it as a player, but it's really, really hard. I write for Dignitas and Alienware, and I help Greg out sometimes, too, with his tournaments and stuff. You should do a MySpace blog yeah. about, about how hard it is to become a professional Dota player. And do it in the tone of, like, a 16-year-old. <laughs> you know? I don't think yeah. that'll be very hard for Nick. That's <laughs> true. So, I'm going to sometimes play Devil's Advocate, just because it does spur a little more conversation. So don't always take what I say as my actual opinion unless I say it is my actual opinion. Um, now, the first topic we're going to get into is the biggest news of this week, obviously. League of Legends 2 is out of beta. Uh, also known as Dota 2. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, I just mess up on these. I just mess up on this writing some. Um, so we just came out of beta after two years. How are you guys feeling about it? you think we're ready to come out of beta for the new players? Or oh, man, I've been ready for I've been ready for a long time since they they first teased us about coming out of beta. I mean, I think we're gonna get publicity now. Like they're actually gonna advertise the game. That's gonna be sweet. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. I think the game has been ready for a long time, um, but I think. For like minor issues, they didn't want to release it, but I think they finally got over it, and now they're ready to uh, to get it out there. So yeah, I'm gonna partially agree, and but kind of throw a monkey wrench in it. I definitely think that 
you know, publicity-wise, and, like, at its basics, the game is definitely ready to come out of beta. You know, we've had two major worldwide tournaments with the International coming up on our third, as well as smaller tournaments that have certainly, you know, been almost as incredible, if not just as incredible. So, from that perspective and from people enjoying the game, I think it's ready. But I think there's still a lot of stuff that does kind of need to be hashed out. Like, you know, if you go on the... The, de- the developers forums there's so many just lists and lists of small little bugs and you know some of them are nothing but some of them like the bat riders flying vision were pretty big things so i'd say for your average player the game beta beta and no beta playing wise isn't really any difference but if you kind of dig down to it there are still some things that need to be resolved what do you think about the tutorials i mean do you think we're we have enough of them do you think that the item build on Sniper, obviously, you know, go Arcane Boots. I mean, I love mana. But do you think it's kind of... <laughs> they, they tell you in the tutorial, as Sniper playing against Axe, that you need to go and build Arcane Boots. Or was it... No, it's Tidehunter. You're against Tidehunter. Yeah, so you need to go arcane build boots. Arcane. And so it's now you're going to have... Sniper build, man. Yeah, it's the new meta. Which I like, because, like, he could be a support. That's fine. <laughs> but the tutorial seemed like do you guys think that they're they're quite ready? Like even like the find the mentor thing, which I think would be awesome to have, is still grayed out. They haven't really worked on that system yet. It I feels mean, like that should be something that'd be launched at the launch time. I think I think the tutorials are sort of at a place where <coughs> a brand new player can play them and be at a point where they're they're functioning in the game. You know, like they they can enter a real game and not completely just have no idea what's going on, which is sort of what's been happening. You know, since the tutorial system starts, I don't know if you guys have any friends that have been playing Dota 2, but, you know, usually they play their first game and they're like, yeah, I won like 0-15, but I almost got a kill. And that I mean, that's sort of the simple <laughs> thing. And I think the goal of the tutorial is just to familiarize people to a point where that doesn't happen all the time. You know, that still might happen sometimes, but I think the goal is to just gain a, a general familiarity of how the game works and how some of the hero works, and the, the tutorial is pretty comprehensive. Like, don't you have to play like at least thirteen games or something to get through the tutorial? Uh, you have to play. There's like the actual like teaching parts where like you learn how to like certain mechanics, and then you have to play ten limited hero pool games. That's that's a fair amount of Dota games. Like after ten games, if you don't have know what's going on, then you know it might take you a while. But what happened was there was a there was actually a sniper rifle you could unlock after playing ten games. So what was happening was all the old school players were going in with like six hundred wins, seven hundred wins, and it'd be like a guy with like one game going against like these guys and just tra- stomping them, and be like, "What the f- fuck? This new this new wind runner? What the hell?" You know. And so now they're giving the actual sniper rifle out to everybody. That was already in the beta, so you'd have to play the games to unlock the item because everyone likes to unlock shit. So that was one of the hiccups that happened last week, which will be fixed in the patch as of this recording tonight. Yeah, I think that's really important because the the way I see the tutorials is the things that you do before the least played games are basically they're they're not really teaching you how to play Dota. They're teaching you like how to click on a map and how to use a courier. You know. Like, they're kind of preparing you to learn how to play Dota, which I think is what those ten limited hero pool games are good for. Like, you're actually in a match. Like, last hitting and buying items and everything means really nothing as a standalone until 
you're with five other people against, you know, be it five bots or five other people, and really trying to see, how do I not die? Yeah, that's fair, I think. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad they changed it so that experienced players, unless they're just real jerks, aren't going to come in and kind of ruin that new experience for the people who've really never done it before. Which actually, speaking of the patch, has anyone played Abaddon yet? Like from Dota 1? Nick might be the best one there. Have you ever played him? Um, I don't actually use the test clients, and I don't think he's in the actual Dota 2 yet, so no. Okay. But I mean, I played him in Dota 1 a ton. He was actually one of my favorite heroes. He's a strong hero, right? He's going to have a pretty Support. serious effect on, on how the game's played. In pubs, for sure. He's definitely a pub hero. Maybe competitively as a support. I don't think he's going to be played as anything else. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think I think the biggest thing, you could sort of pull... Let's, let's go through his skills really fast. Um, the first one's called Miss Coil, and release, releases a coil of death that can damage an enemy unit or heal a friendly unit at the cost of Abaddon's health, so sort of a semi-nuke to yourself, you do more damage or heal more. That's sort of a cool ability. Gives you a lot of versatility. Second one's Aphetic Shield. That's probably wrong. And <laughs> it creates a shield that absorbs damage, and eventually it, uh, it deals damage equal to the amount it absorbed. It also removes some buffs. That seems pretty okay. Curse of the Avernus. It's a slow. Also gives you attack speed. Fine. I think it does that for everybody <laughs> in your group, though. Everybody yeah. attacks them. It does that. Yeah. Well. Don't forget that. Yep, That's you're important. You're right. You're right. You're right. And the <laughs> last one's borrowed time, which is sort of a sort of a similar effect. Which is um, any damage you take for a certain amount of time will heal you, and it will also passively activate to heal you, and uh, will also remove some buffs. So he seems he seems like a pretty tanky support, but yeah. he's also yeah. got a pretty limited skill set. I mean. You look at him compared to a hero like Keeper of the Light, it's pretty hard to compete with a, with a sports like that. There's some super strong supports in the pool right now. But if you look at his past patching, since Dota 1, he's been buffed over and over and over. Shorter really? cooldowns, longer yeah. range, yep. From, from what I can gather from my very limited experience playing Dota 1, He's a really easy hero to play the complete wrong way if you don't know what you're doing. Like, Death Coil, like, it's a pretty good nuke. It's a pretty decent heal, but it costs it the damage of your own health. And so it's really easy to sit there and just kind of spam it and not think much about it and then realize that you're at a quarter health and you're screwed. The same thing kind of with Borrowed Time. You know, you get low to a certain health and you want them to focus you because when they damage you, you take the damage and healing instead. But it's really easy to use that, you know, too early and not really have a good effect, or, like, too late after it's pretty much already dead because you don't want to blow such a big cooldown and, like, you end up losing people that you shouldn't have lost anyway. Like, I think he's very strong, but I think for your average player, it's really easy to screw him up. I think at the competitive level, borrowed time seems pretty easy to play around. The same with most of these abilities. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to use it... Uh to counter like big big ulties or big damages. Like if someone used Ravage, you would have to click it instead of wait for it to passively activate or something. That's what I think. Yeah. Would Nyx I mean, be better? Yeah. Would, you, I think, would I think, it be better to choose Nyx for that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I agree. I mean, he, you get to stun the whole team, so it's better. But um, I don't know. I really don't think he's good as anything besides a support. 
Like, in pubs, you can do whatever you want. But in a competitive game, like, I don't know. The Okay, so the other options, I guess, would be carry. I think that's what people are thinking he's going to be played as. I know but Loda made a comment about playing him as a carry. Yeah? Yeah. And you say it's, it's going to work? I mean, from what I know from Alliance, they'll try anything I mean, and everything. Loda, Loda plays Tryland Faceless Void, so... Yeah, he's he has no problem trying something <laughs> a little bit crazy. Well, anyway, I think a lot of the carries right now are, the, are carries that can like do damage to the whole enemy team together. Like Luna, Anti-Mage with Battle Fury, uh, Gyrocopter, they all kind of shred through your whole enemy team. And uh, I don't know, you could, I guess, go Battle Fury on uh, Abaddon, but I don't think that would be as good. Yeah, because Anti-Mage can blink to you, that's why it's so good. He can actually position himself where he does damage to an AoE. But like Abaddon, I don't know, it, it just doesn't seem like he'd be a good carry. And really, like, he's, he's, like, his shield is really support. Like, that is one of the best support abilities, I think, in the game. Like, he blocks damage in the early stages of the game, and then also nukes the enemy team with it, so it's huge. And plus, if your carry gets low, he'll just heal you, so I think he's, he's best as a support. Yeah, I think, I think I need to clarify that second ability a little bit. You can cast it on... You have to cast it on an allied unit, and then at the end it damages the enemy team. I don't think I was very clear about that, so that's uh, a pretty serious yeah. support ability. Especially because it's... The cooldown is moderate, but it's definitely short enough that before you even kind of participate in a team fight, you can have a shield going on two teammates and have another one off cooldown for whoever gets targeted. And, you know, those three exploding shields mid-team fight is certainly nothing to overlook. Yeah, I mean, at, at top level, it's 200 damage for the Exploding Shield and a 6-second cooldown on a 15-second duration ability, so that seems like a pretty pretty large effect. Seems Plus, pretty, pretty good. it's base, It's a purge. Yeah. That's never never bad. But at the same time, you have to compare it against extremely good support heroes right now. I mean, THD, uh, Coddle, like I keep saying, Nyx, really good as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, know. right we'll now... See. We'll see. Supports are off the chain. Like, there's so yeah. many good supports to choose from. It's probably, out of all the hero pools, I would say supports have the most options already. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Well, Abaddon's coming tonight as far as the recording, this re- recording of this. But one of the things that's coming in is tournament drops. Like, they're expanding tournament drops into the things that... Big plays, basically. So we got, for example... When a player reaches a godlike streak, when a courier is killed, when a player buys a divine rapier, and when Earthshaker Echo slams five heroes. Now, what they've also done is increase the number of item drops when the events occur. And I'm going to take this for a second because, to me, this is Valve just trying to expand on people buying in-game tickets. It's just like when Twitch and Steam partnered up last week to allow people to get views on couriers. And and later on you'll be able to get oh, excuse me not couriers yet they're doing they're doing item drops in game and then later on there'll be views on couriers and all that good junk for watching BTS from work from on the on your phone wherever you're at and this, that's just another way of Valve trying to get people to buy it because increasing the amount of drops makes people want to get it more if you got two thousand people watching in game and one person's going to get a drop it's very low. You know, what I mean the the ratio. Yeah, it doesn't seem great. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like unless you really want to see what players are doing and 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 you know see how they move and the camera movements, there's really no reason not to watch it on Twitch. So they're trying to give more incentives, which is a good idea. 
I think I feel like they should make penance increase the amount of the drop chance of items as well. But no, dude. That'd be a terrible idea. Because then Wait, people could just buy buy their way into drops, dropping well, items. Well, you max it at a certain point. You have like a 3% increase with like 25% or 0.25% chance for every upgraded pennant. So you stop it at 3, so you make it enough where it's it's not out of control. I mean, it's, or, I think it's a fine idea. Like, basically, it's, it's Valve trying to, you know, make a little bit more of a... a there's there's two sides sort of. I mean, obviously they're gonna make a little bit more money because people are gonna buy tournament tickets, which is fine. Like tournament tickets are good both for Valve and for the people hosting the tournaments because while the people hosting the tournaments might not get all of that money, they don't nearly get all of that money, but they do get some of it, so it helps a lot. The other thing, obviously, is the viewerships have been going up. The viewerships in game have been going up, so you know why not just drop a little bit more? But I, th- I think it was sort of a fixed base, right? It was like one or two drops for like major events. And if tournaments have gone up 100%, which isn't unreasonable over the past year, no, especially in-game, uh, why not raise that tournament ticket? So I'm sure it's probably percentage-based now. I haven't actually read the patch notes to see what it is as far as the tournament drops, but I have to imagine it's probably percentage-based in- on the increased number of item drops. Just because, I mean, they've been looking at the secondary market. They've seen how much those items are worth. Some of those items from TI2 are worth, like, thousands of dollars, so I'm sure they're looking at those and realizing that players value them a lot, so adding some more obviously not a bad thing. And on a, on a psychological level, it, I mean, like Darren said, it gets more people in the games wanting to watch it, because I think as happy as Valve is that, you know, with their partnership with Twitch and, you know, having so many people on the stream, I don't think that you could say that they don't want people to watch in-game. I think they obviously always want to grow that number, and to throw a little bit of psychology in, it's like statistically proven that the most effective way to get a person to continue to do something is to give them random rewards as they do it. No rhyme, no reason, no set amount of time, just randomly give out awards. And that's basically what the item chance is. You go into a game, you could get two items, you could get nothing for three weeks, you could get something every day for a week. It's just kind of like, it's another little thrill to say like, yeah, I put the money in to get this ticket. I watched and look at this cool thing that I got. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I think. Well, there's a lot of tournaments too. Like, yeah. Today I was watching. Well, I was going to watch a tournament, and I pulled up Twitch, and you had the playoffs for the defense. Dude, I had the same thing at lunch today. I was like, man, what the? What am I supposed to watch? Raid Call was on on their playoffs, and then the defense was on their playoffs. And I have not watched the defense at all. And it's no nothing against Toby or anything like that. It's just I kind of like AC more um, as a caster. But I spend so much time watching that stuff that I don't see anything in the defense. And I used to watch the defense, but now you have two playoffs going on at the same fucking time. How am I supposed to choose? And it seems to me like it's starting to get a, almost like an oversaturation of tournaments. Like there's always something going on, which is good, but it almost seems like no one's talking to anybody and saying, "Hey, by the way, our, our playoffs are this weekend. You, you made it. You know, we're planning that." And so you, when you plan yours, you should probably put it on a different weekend. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So I can sort of speak to this. I've been in uh, been around this situation a lot, and a lot of the tournaments, like just don't care uh i mean i can promise you that 
Toby and Moose. Moose is like the, the person in charge of Join Dota. Haven't talked to AC or anyone from EG that much about when their playoffs are. Just because they they think they compete, they can compete. The other problem, this is perhaps the larger problem, is that TI three is coming up, and that's like a ver- very real stressful deadline for a lot of these tournaments because a lot of teams just flat out refuse to play at a certain amount of time before the international because they don't want to show what they're doing. And we saw this last year. This year, I think it's going to be way more apparent. TI is going to be much more competitive. And with, I mean, it's less than a month away at this point. It starts on the 7th. So teams are starting to get to that point where they're closing off their strategies. They don't want to show people exactly what they're doing. Obviously, they're still scrimming each other, but teams can be a lot more selective with who they scrim against versus who they play against in playoffs. As far as oversaturation, I mean, I can definitely see the argument for, you know, there's there's too many tournaments, there's too much going on. And a lot of the problem is that, you know, certain time zones are very saturated, I think. I think that's a fair point to make. Yeah. Like, the European scene, excuse me, is, is extremely saturated. We have D2L, Premier League, and Defense all vying for that same time slot all every single day. You know? And Star Ladder every once in a while, and too. And Star Ladder, too, yeah. But Star Ladder, it's a little bit more streaky, you know, that they were just big. So it's, Meanwhile... It's, it's really hard, yeah. I mean, like, how... How are you supposed to make that decision? Or do you make it off the teams, or do you guys make it off the casters? Point. I, I would say that I personally make the decision of what tournament I watch on any given day based off the teams that are going to play. Because, mm. you know, I think anybody who really follows the professional scene is going to have, you know, a favorite or two that they really enjoy watching. And I think it just kind of makes sense that you're going to watch the teams that you want to watch. Like, you know, when Empire was in their heyday, whatever was on, Q-Q. that's what I was watching. <laughs> yeah, QQ, I'm very sad. We're not going to go there. That's, I mean, I watched Empire. Like, yeah, Navi was doing amazing. Yeah, IG was on, but they were my team. I wanted to watch that. Now, you know, when Quantic Gaming plays, I want to watch Quantic. I, like, I, I might feel kind of bad about it, but, like, even if, like, Alliance and Navi are, you know, playing in the the grand finals game of some other tournament, I'm probably going to watch Quantic instead, just because I'm more emotionally invested in them. That makes sense, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people do that. I think, I mean, I think it was Greg, you brought it up, that, you know, they feel like they can com- they can compete, so like they don't really feel the need, tournament organizers, to, to kind of talk to everybody and like try to really work it out, because they feel, you know, we run a tournament on Twitch. We get anywhere between twenty and forty thousand viewers, you know, and they're stoked about that. And that's all well and good, but you know, I'm if I go to Twitch right now, what's playing? There's huh, there's only one thing Twitch. right now, and it's a rebroadcast. But we'll get into that later. Oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but like, I was I was on here for maybe three hours, like maybe three hours ago, and. Like, D2L was going, Defense was going, something else was going, and they each had a pretty solid 20,000 viewers. But then, you see Beyond the Summit capping at, like, 98,000 people watching that stream. Oh, shit. Like, and you want to know why? No one else is there. They're they're the Asian scene, and so their time zones are different. Mm-hmm. And so, no one, else is, no one else is playing at that time. There's nothing else to really watch, so all of those viewers go there. That would easily happen with the D2L, 
Star Ladder, anything like that, they would consistently get those many viewers if there wasn't such an overlap. But as of right now, they're kind of sitting back thinking, I'm good with 30K. You know, that's an enormous amount. We're usually, you know, the second most watched game on Twitch. You know, there's no reason to try to take that extra step and fight that a little bit more to make sure that we have a, a weekend exclusive for a tournament. I mean, here's but- the thing. Like, weeks ago, or, I mean, a little more than weeks ago, months ago, sort of like the defense season one, season two even, 30,000 was, like, what they were getting for the finals, and people were fucking pumped, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you look at the viewership numbers, and it's like, oh, uh, I don't have 20,000. Well... Fuck this. Fuck them. Throw them in the trash can, right? So viewership has gone up a lot, which is super crazy. I mean, it's just nuts to me that it's gone up that much. Well, that's a great thing for American Dota League. There is no fucking competition whatsoever mm-hmm. for them. Oh, yeah. You come home at 7 o'clock for us, North American, South American, Canadian people. You come home at 7 o'clock, and oh, man, Dota. Instead of having to sneak... Live some, you know, Dota. Instead of having to Fuck sneak yeah. it at work, <laughs> instead of sneaking it at work, I get to sit home and watch it. Mm. And this isn't, like, this isn't a pump for, like, you know, a plug for, for American Dota League, although it kind of is. Um, it's more of the fact that it's on our time zone and there's no competition. The Canadian Cup, I mean, there wasn't really much competition, no offense to them. Um, American Dole got like, what, three, 4,000, was it? They got a That's lot a, on their finals. They got like 10K, I think. 10K? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them and they're doing well. I mean, what do you think the solution is, though? Can tournaments continue to just like pretty much argue over these viewers and like what what makes you decide what to watch you're gonna well you're gonna have you're gonna have overlap but what i'm saying is like if you have your grand finals on the 30th and then star ladder turns around and has their grand finals on the 30th someone like the even between each other should have reached out and been like hey guys by the way 30th we're doing that so you have the playoffs on the same same day as like another major tournament, and you're hurting your each other at this point. The playoffs are the best of the best. The teams you really want to see, you want to at least at least have a space out. If they're like one after the other. It's one thing, but if you have them at the same time, yeah, you get VOD views and maybe someone pops in depending on the team. But you don't have the higher numbers to. If you can go, hey, I got eighty thousand people, Mastercard, come here. You know, <laughs> versus hey, I got twelve thousand. The Toby got forty thousand. Um. We're still good. <laughs> no, it's true, though. And, like, it's understandable that organizers and casters and teams and everything might, well, might definitely don't want to have to go through the issue of scheduling around everything for your average game. But I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think big games like, like you know, your freaking championships, your grand finals, your whatever it might be, you should probably take a little bit of care. And you know what? You can get 80,000 people watching that. If you're the only thing on there, that's what they're going to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other problem is, though, is that you have to schedule around the teams. And this is still, like, a very real problem for a lot of tournaments. Because, you know, how many teams can actually afford to have their players playing Dota full-time? That list is still really small. Yeah. Well, not to mention, they're playing if they're playing in the Premier League at, like at 1... And they play like a best of five, and then they go to the defense at, you know, six. They've already played a lot of Dota. 
now you're seeing like Navi playing tired for your playoffs. I don't know if it's fair to Navi or to the people watching. And I think it's easy to kind of forget about that a little bit. Like, you know, we just kind of see him coming up and we think it's a new tournament. They're ready, you know. But, yeah, that could be the sixth or seventh game they've played that day. And, I mean, hell, I can't do more than, like, four without getting burned out and tired and needing a nap. <laughs> what do you think, That was Nick? the big issue with LGD at TI uh, last year. They had to play, like, eight games in a row. And uh, they were doing really good, but I think they were really tired by the time they lost against... Uh, against IG or Navi? Both. Who was it? Both. I mean, they lost in, They lost to uh, Navi. No, like, when they got knocked out, who did uh, they lose to? I don't uh, remember, but it was one of the two Navi. teams. And, like, Navi, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And, like, I don't know, it just didn't seem fair to them. Like, they had to play so many games in a row. Um, I think that's a big reason why TI is five days this year as opposed to three, so that they can, like, spread, spread their games a little bit, yeah. make sure that the players aren't tired. Well, one of those uh, days, one of those days will be taken by like the eight-man tournament, or at least some of it. You know, what I mean, so you figure four and a half to four days are for, which is enough. I mean, it's one extra day for people to kind of get rested up. And that first day was so long. Last yeah, year, the it really first was. Days, oh, man. Nick, do you remember what time we were there until I stayed for the AL games because yeah. I fucking loved that team when they were playing, and we were there until like one o'clock in the morning, I think. Which is just absolutely ridiculous. It was really, really it started late. at noon. Yeah. It started it at was noon. So late, and it's just like, I mean, I, I think it's it's totally right, the right move. But on the point of the LGD, like, that's sort of the point of the double elimination bracket. I think. I mean, you have a team that has to play a lot more games because they get punished for losing, as opposed to the winning team, who doesn't have to play those games because they won. Right. You know, in my opinion, that's sort of the point of the double elimination. And in in a land environment, I I can kind of. Uh, kind of think that's okay but yeah. on the online environment ugh, that kind of sucks man <laughs> it's pretty horrible. i mean yeah i guess uh yeah i guess i agree with that i mean if they did lose i guess they do need to get punished a little bit but giving them time to rest if we can i think is more appropriate that's true but if not Fair then, yeah yeah so actually with all this you know tournaments going on the new thing is to rebroadcast a tournament that just happened. Oh god! And I'm just going to throw it to Greg because he's got a slight opinion on this. I've heard him talk about it once or twice. Um, for ten Always. or eleven, twelve. Um, so, Greg, how much? Tell me how much you love rebroadcast, dude. <laughs> and try not to, and try oh not to alienate the people who do them from your Skype list, dude. <laughs> Rebroadcasts are the most frustrating things to me as someone who A, watches Dota, and B, makes some Dota content. Because, biggest thing, I mean, my biggest problem, I don't have a problem with people watching old things, you know? You can't watch all the things you want to watch live because there's so much shit going on. But why does someone go to a live streaming website to watch something that's not live, that's sort of in the same categories as those live streaming things... That then completely screws all of the other viewers who are actually casting live on a live streaming site. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine a world where if people watch live streams on a live streaming site. That's what Twitch TV <laughs> used to be all about. And now you can go, like we just said, let's load up the Dota 2 page. Let's, let's load it up right now. 
Boom! Rebroadcast number one. God damn it! What How is many it? Viewers? Which game is it? It's it's the Corsair know. Cup. It's some it's Corsair. Blah. And it's got fifteen hundred people. Yeah, there's a lot of people watching that, and I have a problem with that for a couple reasons. Like I said, it's a live streaming site. B, these other people are getting boned. Jerax, he has five hundred viewers. He could have easily seven hundred more. Oh, it's so aggravating to watch. These rebroadcasts just take over the stream list. They take over the tickers on all the sites. And, you know, it's not the same content. I don't have a problem with people wanting to participate in rebroadcasts because they like the chat. But I don't think the reason is because of the chat. Because Twitch chats are literally cancerous. I think you can actually die from looking at those for too long. (laughs) People watch Twitch chat, or people watch on Twitch because it's what they're used to going to. Should rebroadcasts live there? I don't, I don't, I don't think they should live in the same tab as the live channels page because that's where they're at. And that same time you have the oh, thing it's the so aggravating. Well, you have yeah, a thing the thing at the, at the bottom. bottom is fucking awesome. That's exactly what I want. Right. That videos from this week that are popular. D two L twenty two thousand views. That looks fucking awesome. I'm gonna click on that. <laughs> but no, not up here in the live channel page. Sorry, Beyond the Summit. Sorry, David and David, who I both love. But we've talked about this, and I've told you how much I hate it. But now I'm going to go on the opposite side of the fence here because... Fuck you. You're not allowed on. to go on the opposite side of the fence. <laughs> all right. Now, first of all, I feel the pain. Yeah, I'm going to do had, that too, actually. We had a tournament a couple weeks ago. And we're going to be real, all right? We had 50 fucking viewers, all right? And we, we had a great time, some great games, but there were 6,000 people watching rebroadcast. Now, I'm not going to say that they would come to watch us because they may not have, but that's 6,000 potential viewers. And you can't really figure out the cost of that. The same time, I'm going to make up numbers here. Beyond the summit, okay? If they get a buck a viewer, okay, for what two hours, fuck? I'm just well, making a buck of math for the sake of math. Because I'm bad at math, right? <laughs> if you can get like, if you get like fifty cents or a buck for each viewer, right? For like two, two, three hours worth of ads, okay? I know that's not right. It's just the sake of math. And then. You have these companies like Beyond the Summit, which is booked solid for six months, and they're doing awesome, but they got to pay people and everything else. And you get like 80,000 people, all right? And then they say, okay, we can rebroadcast this to 20,000 people and make another two grand. You can't fucking fault them. It's like, if you said to us, all right? If you if we had that tournament and we had 2,000 people watching it and we re- could rebroadcast it and make extra 500 bucks... If you weren't going to do it, I'd fucking push the button because I like money and everyone likes money. And these are companies that are just starting. They're not in a position where they can be like, no, my friends, I shall share the wealth. They, they're not ready for that yet. Esports is so small that they have any way you can find money and they're experimenting in all these different types and ways to get money. They're going to do it and you can't fault them for it. I get, where, I get the other side of the fence. It's frustrating as fuck for people who are trying to break through. But that's when you just have to get better and get really a lot of viewers and then fucking rebroadcast them in the hell. <laughs> but, it's no, just... but it's not like there isn't another another avenue for this. Look at the YouTube numbers. There are YouTube streamers that get a ridiculous amount of views. AKA yeah. Purge. His, he uploads a video oh, 20 hours later, 30,000 views. That is way more than any of these rebroadcasts get. Oh, no. And YouTube, YouTube pays a, a much better CPM than Twitch does. Like, a lot better. 
So it's it can't even. I, it just pisses me off so much. I'm throwing shit at the screen right now, but you guys can't see it. It's so <laughs> aggravating to me. Gummy bears. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to side with Greg on this one. And as hilarious as I thought your rage was at first when we first had this conversation, and as hilarious as I still think your rage is, after. After going through and helping you run and casting two tournaments like myself, it is so damn frustrating. It, like, okay, our tournament was good. Like, people watched, there were good games, it was a lot of fun. We're not beyond the summit, I get that, that's cool. But, I mean, like Darius said, when we're sitting there with 55 viewers trying our damnedest to get this thing off the ground, and there's literally, at one point, three different tournaments being rebroadcasted with about 2000 viewers on each one it it makes me want to hit something and it's hit like bread. yeah we might not get those 6000 more people but you know what's going to happen anyone can get those 6000 people yeah here's what's going to happen i don't happen. fucking care who if, gets them if on if right now nick could fucking if the 1500 get them. I hate if, nick. <laughs> if the 1500 viewers on beyond the summit did not exist like this rebroadcast was down Everything would just kind of trickle up. I doubt that every that one person on here would suddenly jump. It's not like we would have jumped, but everybody here would probably get an extra hundred viewers or so. And I mean, it's what Darius said about sharing the wealth, and these companies just aren't really big enough to be able to do that yet. And you know what? I don't blame you. I hate it, but you know I don't what I'd like blame to say? you. I fucking you know blame them. But you know what I like to see? I'd like to see the people that are rebroadcasting, like, for example, Toby, jump onto somebody else's stream while it's happening and, you know, do whatever. Like, if it's another tournament, They're like, hey, I'm going to help that. out. I'd like, but that's a way of saying, like, hey, listen, I know we're rebroadcasting. We're making some money, but I'm going to lend you some of my services, or at least my credibility, to help out. I'm not going to say they're going to do it. I just say I'd like to see it. Yeah. It's just interesting that... I, I click around Twitch a lot, especially late at night when I'm bored as hell and I really have nothing else between, to do but stay up until 3 a.m. You know, play Dota, man. <laughs> I, get, I get frustrated after a certain point playing Dota. I'm not even going to lie. But when like, he goes to Pornhub. <laughs> I hate, I'm just going to ignore those comments and continue my, my rant here. The only, two, the only two games that I have seen rebroadcasts happen for on the entirety of Twitch that I click around is StarCraft 2 and Dota 2. Does StarCraft 2 rebroadcast now? StarCraft 2 rebroadcasts the WCS America a lot. Oh, that's because Blizzard owns Twitch. Positive yeah, League of but, Legends rebroadcasts too. But it's usually not top. Like, right? I mean, right now they've got a fucking 140,000 people watching this tournament, but it's a live tournament. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Go check that out. It's a lot of people. It's, but, the, it's the NA... Actually, I'm just going to admit I don't know about this. Never mind. But, but like, here's the thing. If they no. broadcast and like, I, I think I've seen it maybe once or twice. They have live streamers who are above those rebroadcasts of big tournaments just because they're that popular. I mean, if I look at World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, I mean, stuff like that. Like, a lot of those aren't really built for rebroadcasts. I'd say, but I could say that you could rebroadcast a Call of Duty tournament. You could certainly rebroadcast a League of Legends tournament. But I, I think there's. For some reason, it's just kind of found its way into the Dota channel and stuck like a parasite, you know? <laughs> During the day, there are like three... Sometimes there are like three or four going on at the same time, and that really drives me insane. 
Like, I, I, think I go. Why would I go to Twitch if I didn't want to watch live tournaments? The ch- fucking chat does not make it a live tournament. The fact that I can go to Reddit and not find the results for the tournament is what makes it a live tournament. Blah, I think there blah, just no needs to be a. Fuck you. There just needs to be a better way to separate the live channels and the videos. Because I'll be completely honest, trying to find a vod in a specific tournament on Twitch is shit. <laughs> Like, it is almost impossible, because first of all, you have to find the right hour and a half segment of the tournament that it inevitably breaks up into, and then you've got to kind of click through until you end up halfway through the game you wanted to watch, and, you know, make do your math and go back to the start. Like, I think that's why, like you said, YouTube is a great way to do this. You can very easily break up these tournaments into easy-to-watch games that people can see without spoilers. Um... I don't remember whose channel it was, but it might have been Beyond the Summit. It might have been Joint Dota or something like that. You know, it's here is the Na'Vi vs. Alliance best of five game from the D2L in, like, a little playlist of game one, two, three, four, and five. So I can click the first one, and it'll take me through all five games. It's a million times easier. Like you said, they probably get more money off the viewers than they would in rebroadcasts, and it doesn't take away from live streamers trying to get noticed. No, but I think you get more viewers from the live streams because people are going on Twitch. No and you do way! The no fucking way! <laughs> are you high? What did you smoke before we started here? I can't. Dude, oh work. man! Look, just, and I don't anyway. I don't think. I, here's my thing. It's hard to actually gauge how many viewers they get because they don't market it. Like you don't see them marketing it right now. These these tournament replays, I'm looking at BTS's stream, don't have that many, but like, the D2 Super League, that was a that was a little while ago, wasn't it? That was about yeah, that was a couple weeks ago that's got 15,000 views, I mean ugh, it just, it really it really bugs me, and I understand that the money is you know, you can't really pass up money but at the same time when you rely on, you know, and not this is not just BTS, but a lot of places now are relying on the community to move these tournaments forward and to move these organizations forward. Ugh, I just, God, it drives me nuts. Now, mind you, I will say something about our tournament. Um, it was partially, well, let's just say that our glorious leader scheduled it on the same weekend as MLG finals for StarCraft. So, it was already, you know, cut up a little bit anyway. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, Greg just threw something across the room. There's the bus. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, it's backing up yeah. over you. There's, oh, there's, there there's nothing we can... There's, it, it was, there were no big Dota events happening that weekend. Everything. There were no big Dota events happening that weekend, and that was the important thing. No, there we tried was, to schedule totally around was. everything. We would have fucking make the tournament three months from now. Maybe we wouldn't schedule over anything, but then half the teams wouldn't even be around anymore. Well, since it was open, they came as they came, so it's fine. Wait, wasn't ADL the same time as our tournament? No. No, there was Premier League finals on the Sunday. It was like the Premier League. The Premier League was on the Sunday. They had one of their cups. Whatever. I don't really care about our tournament views as much. Like, I do, obviously, but just in general, it really bugs me. Like, (sighs) That's my side. Just, just. Did you have anything you want to talk about with this, uh, Nick? I, I think you have to do rebroadcasts. Fuck it's you! It's like if <laughs> if BTS doesn't do it, then Joy Dota will do it, and then BTS loses money, 
And it's like you said, maybe it shouldn't exist, but it's like it's like guns, you know. You can't be the guy with the, oh my the crossbow. You can't there be the guy are. with the crossbow. But you, can't you, can't, you can't bring a knife to a oh gunfight. Oh my god! I exactly. My like if you and let's be honest, every organization in Dota needs the money. Like esports needs a lot more money than it, it currently makes. So like, I fully support any any rebroadcast because I understand where they're coming from. I'm just like looking at this list. Korea has 165 viewers. He used to get like 500 all the time. The root player? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know he said. I don't plays. think about him. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the problem. Uh, maybe that could be the problem. But like in general, just that. I, I guess oh, we can kind of boil it down me. to say. We wish they didn't exist, but we understand why they exist and why yeah, exactly. companies are hesitant to not do it. But I think As, I think my point is that there has to be a better fucking way to do these things. I do agree with you in that respect. I think that YouTube is a better way to do it. I think that YouTube is a better way to do it. It might be YouTube. It could be another section of Twitch. Yeah, I think on... it's another section of Twitch. And that's, you know, that's not on the broadcasters. And that's sort of where my argument with gods has always ended up. Why isn't there another section of Twitch dedicated to rebroadcasts? What difference would that make? The viewers would just go there and wouldn't watch the live ones. Yeah, but then you could have different tickers. Like, your live stream ticker wouldn't be fucking clogged with rebroadcasts. And it just would be way less stressful for me. A lot of people go to He gets Twitch. stressful when he goes Dude, to Twitch. Dude, I get so fucking mad. A lot of people go on Twitch to Good player. Good player. go on Twitch Fucking to watch mad. rebroadcasts. Not to watch rebroadcasts. I go to watch. Oh, wait. Fuck yourself. I go to watch Started live slips. streams. Oh my live god! Streams. I get so, dude. Oh. <laughs> well, calm down. Before now, somebody look. loses a limb, let's take a deep breath here. I think he's dead. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually died. He had a heart attack. Can someone please go find him? <laughs> uh, I mean, is it worth it? We could split the money easier. That's true. <laughs> God damn. No, he's alive. Money. Fuck. Money. Yeah, joke's on us. 100% of zero is still zero. <laughs> I, uh, I actually... I want to go back and talk a minute about something about um, TI3, which I've seen kind of discussed around Reddit a bit that I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. So, this big, you know, eight... Eight-man, one-versus-one tournament, that's going to happen. Should the community be allowed to pick, and should Valve invite players that are not already going to be there with their team? Yes. Yes. Like, should it be okay for Fear to get an invite to the tournament? Sing Sing. Yes. Maybe maybe people from the U.S., but come on, we can't fly Sing Sing in just to do an eight-man tournament. Dude, they're already flying out 100 people. Who cares? Let me tell you something. Hold on, Nick. I fucking give Valve, all right? a shit ton of money to buy stupid shit for my heroes. And they can't take, like, two grand or a grand and fucking fly Sing Sing's penis ass out here? No, they can do that. There's no problem with this. I feel like like it's a lot more paperwork than that. They are fucking... What? You're the best? Fuck you! We have... Okay, what's 16 times 5? What is that? Are you serious? Oh, God. 16 times 5 is 80. It's 80. It's 80. 80. We have 80 players to pick from that are all... Top-notch oh, players. Like fuck. we don't need to fly Sing Sing over. I love Sing Sing. Are but all eighty of those people fan favorites? Yeah, because yeah, a lot of these people are already well, coming. Fear, he's already going to TI three. You can't no, come fear, against Fear. I think, I think not going Sing Sing's already going too. Are they? I think, I think anyone that doesn't need like visas and shit and like comes from a different country, you know, 
and needs paperwork, sure. Like, Fear can come up easy. He can play. But, like, come on. Hey, I got an on. idea. We should go on Reddit <laughs> and try to start another, all right, another fundraiser to get Shiver not only for the inter- international, but playing in the eight-man solo mid. Wait, wait. So what happened? Grand Just Grant? Don't give her Tidehunter. No. Grand Grant, like, paid no, for Shiver's No, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> so I'm not talking about this. No, Shiver, she got crowdfunded. Shiver does a lot of work for Dota. And I, it's yeah, it's she's true. Sick. I mean, she she went fifteen hours. I mean, give credit where credit's due. She busted her ass, you know. Literally, I a lot of people love Sheever for good reason. I have no problem with people paying for her to go to TI. She is probably no. the only person that I could say possibly deserves for other people to pay because she's the only person that will always step up and say, "Sure, I'll cast those teams." Who are absolutely? They? She does that all the time, and that's instead of not cast at all. And that's great. Like, no problem with that. Seriously, that's that's more than anyone else really will do. So, did you guys? I will touch base on that. Did you guys see that Justin Carter thing I showed you guys earlier? Nick, you might not have saw it. It's a League of Legends. League of Legends player. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I don't have like anything to say about it. It's like I have something to say about it, but it's like. I don't have any like questions about it. Just the game I, have no idea what you're about. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Come on, right. anyone that doesn't play in the NA Dota community, like just NA join Dota's it for going five minutes. NA Dota's going yeah, to fucking like, jail. All of them, right? <laughs> for life. Like, even like even like professionals, like Ike's mic rages so hard. Um, I've seen it turn oh, around. Oh, is this, the, is this the kid that went to jail? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's... No, dude, I, mean, you can't I don't do think that's... That. F- okay. And it was, it was five months in jail so far, but I will tell you this. An anonymous donor donated 500000 to bail him out today, I mean, earlier. Wow. Like, yeah. whatever. That's just... I don't think that has anything to do with video games. I think that has no, to do... No, it does. Okay, no, yeah, no, but... What the fuck's wrong with you? Do you see this... Dude, uh... the, the rage that comes out of Dota 2 community? It's League of Legends, but it could easily be Dota. Yeah, but that the doesn't... People, Dude, that's that's just how it goes, though. Like, I don't think that's any different from anything else. I don't know, man. If like, if you can say something like that, now he's stupid. But and I can see the cops even investigating him. I get it. I don't. You got to be it. careful in this. I, are you I, having a legal reason to investigate this kid? Dude, if someone if someone oh makes my. a threat, no. But if someone dude, makes a threat, like I'm going to do video something. Game. I get. I have it. said the most horrible things on Dota. Even people that I like. And but F- I think yeah, I will that's, be there. That's, 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 a, that's that the point. That's the point we're trying to get to here. Like I think that that's Stop. what we have to think about. That like, well, I mean, God, we've we've all said some terrible it's things. I'm sure out of weird. anger. It's not. But, but the, it's not that easy. No, but here's the point. Here's the point, though. We shouldn't have to feel like we need to censor ourselves on our beer, like something or that. And God, I know that's getting into a whole different territory. But like, the point is. God, I've watched some NA Dota streams, like some not professional people, but some very well-known people, and I have absolutely cringed by the things that they that have been said. And it's just like, well, I hope nobody comes to say hi to you, you know? Welcome to the internet. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, it, is, I I that. it was just ridiculous. The government overreacted way too much with that. Oh, yeah. And they, and they, they didn't find any evidence, so they left him in jail for five months. Obviously, that's Shit, what you're they didn't do. find evidence. You can't even- it's like you investigate it. You're like, well, this kid's stupid and um, let me, let me just, 
Let me just say this. If I was playing League of Legends, I'd be saying some fucked up shit. Too. <laughs> Listen, I'd be pretty Andy angry. Dark child. Andy the Dark Child. Best hero ever. Oh, God. Oh, Timo. I wish Timo was in Dota. Uh, he would be a great hero techies. for Dota. Techies and Timo are basically the same thing. You're missing the joke. Did you, did you guys yeah. see that uh, Techies has uh, started, to been, started to have been worked on? Did you hey, see that? Shut it's up. been a while. No, yeah. no, that hero's never coming out. Oh, and that came out, <laughs> by the way, that came out from, uh, Dota 2 came out from Mac and Lynx, by the way, too. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah! Woo! I'm actually, I'm thrilled about that. I'm so yeah. happy! I thought you guys were big. Oh, it doesn't change my life at all, because I don't own a nope. shitty computer. Me neither. <laughs> no. Oh, shit! Oh, wow, he actually threw his webcam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I hit, I hit no I'm, I'm actually really thrilled about that because, I mean, my main computer I is a PC, obviously. Oh I definitely did. My main computer is a PC, but I have a Mac for school. You know, at the time, it was it was what I wanted, and I don't regret getting it, but I'm very glad that there's native support for it now and that I don't have to dual boot into a Windows partition or use a wine wrapper to play the game or anything like that. It's just, it's that much easier. And a I big up to our Linux yeah, buddies. Great. What's up? Yeah, three's less than a month, guys. We should talk about it. What are you guys' predictions? Well, we I won't have any other chances, the... but go ahead. Alliance. Alliance got predictions? two announced today. A team that had to qualify to go to TI. How do you feel about that? My my two teams, Alliance. Uh, I want to say Dignitas, but they've been playing so horrible lately. Oh, my God. Wait, really? You actually want them? I like Dignitas. I like Kurt a lot. Yeah, but Nick feels warm right now. He's feeling kind of warm. Yeah, I'm happy. So bad. <laughs> he usually makes fun of me when I say Dignitas number one. Dude, they, th- dude, look at their results lately. It's like, ugh. Yeah, they did lose the denial. That's a little, yeah, that's a little sad. That's not acceptable. I think that Alliance absolutely going into the tournament has the best chance of winning, but that puts a huge mental you think they stress have the on best you. Chance of winning. I think that Alliance is currently the best team. Over, like, Eastern teams? Yeah. There are, there, no, no. Let, <laughs> there are some Eastern dude. teams that they haven't had a chance to play yet. There are some teams that they haven't had a chance to play. But, Zenith, dude, maybe? they went to China, they played the top teams, and they beat them. That's true. See, I'm a, I'm a Na'Vi fanboy, so I, I feel like Na, I want Na'Vi to win, I want Alliance to win. Those are the top two, but I would love to see Tong Fu do very well. Zenith yeah, is in there, right? Bad for Tong Fu, man. Like they're always the the underdog of China, and it's like it's got to be frustrating eventually. They're always like the redheaded stepchild, number four. Like yeah, exactly. IG, the two LGDs, and then Tong Fu's always there. They're just waiting for their shot to kind of blow through, and you know, Tong Fu's Tong Fu's kind of like the second child that the couple has in China. That gets thrown to the side of the road because they can't have him. You know, <laughs> feel so bad for him. Yeah, I don't know though. I, I think, topical. All right, never mind. I think that I think that TI three is going to be the most competitive tournament that we've seen yet, bar none. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's all that's I want to say. Treant first man, first pick every game. <laughs> that hero is horrible. <laughs> I love Treant. That hero is horrible. You know that, right? You know, you know who's going to come back in a big Trian. way? Horrible as in, like, not viable? Or horrible as in, like, fuck, I hate this guy? That, tr- that hero is really bad. Living armor is really, really good. 
trip is more sling bad than a trip. Dude, that uh, hero is horrible. But living armor yeah. just happens to be the best ability in the game. I'm trained as a morphling <laughs> of CI3. <laughs> like, that hero sucks. The rest of his abilities are so bad. Living armor is just unbelievably good and completely broken. Yeah, but he hits like a brick shithouse. He hits like five times a game. I mean, really you know, right? lineups like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like I'm watching a slow motion movie. If they uh, gave him, on him, if they gave him a better cue, I think he could be seriously powerful. Because oh, yeah. right now, Dude, invisible next broken? to trees is just piss. He's already completely broken. Why would you give him another ability, which is good? He only needs one. Apparently, I think if they take down living armor and option, <laughs> fuck. But break I, I think, you can perform it. I don't think you want to break him though. I think you want to just. I think you want to keep him popular, and you want to keep him good, but you want to keep him I'm good for him more than just one ability. What? But, but if you give him something else, you all can take more away from living armor. Oh, the tree overlord, seriously. <laughs> if we give him a better cue, he'll be the best hero in the game. <laughs> a tree Man, I would have... I would have... I would have hated to have known you with the rise of Morphling in TI2. Oh my god, I've never complained more. Nope, that's a lie, Naga. I no, more no, I think Naga. that's a lie. Oh my god, I hate those. Uh, alright, 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 we're getting off topic. Let's... Oh god. Okay, Let's so Greg, you said Alliance and Dignitas, Mason. Those are my... Those who I want. I don't know if those are actually going to do good, but that's who I want. Oh, I, I want... I want Quantic to win. <laughs> I yeah. think that... If I pick, I'll pick East and West, who I think has the best shot. I think Alliance has the best shot from the West. And East wise, uh, I don't know. I'd really like to say IG, and I think they've kind of been on a little bit of a. They, they've been on a little bit of a comeback lately. Like, they've had some very convincing victories, but not against really top tier teams. I think my pick from the East would be one of the LGDs. I mean, there's really only one to pick from. The other one's not as good anymore, I think. I, I think that they both have the potential, though. Are, are you talking shit about Brax right now? Yeah, hey, I love Brax. Represent California, but, uh, no, it seems not, not that great, I think. <laughs> I would like to see... I would really love to see Rattlesnake do well. Yeah? If that, if that they... didn't mean they had to be Quantic. <laughs> okay, yeah, they have to qualify. If... If it if it didn't mean that Quantic had to get knocked out in order for Rattlesnake to do well, I'd like to see Rattlesnake do well because I like them. Dude, I don't know anything about Rattlesnake. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone does. But <laughs> they're they are hella fun to watch. They yeah, are a very entertaining team. They are a very entertaining team to watch. Fair. Yeah, I've seen a couple of their games. They're not they're not too shabby. It's not boring or anything. But yeah, I, I think Alliance has the best shot at it. I think that they're the favorites going in right now. But I think that takes a mental toll when you know that you're kind of supposed to be the one that comes out on top. And it'll be up to them to see if they can carry that with grace or if it's going to get thrown in their face. Darius, what about you? I don't know. I mean, Dendi and David. I mean, uh, Alliance has done so well. Lately, and they've had such unconventional picks. I almost want to see Alliance for its. Have they gone against Zenith yet? Alliance? Yeah. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. They might have been that one tournament in China. 
Did they play them in the win? I don't think Zenith was, was in that. They, they weren't in G1. It can look pretty easily, but I... Because mm. Alliance it, looks really fucking good right now. Yeah, and they kind of like... They're, they're Dude, they got 2 would by one team, whatever. They play a lot of dumb, man. No? Shit happens, you know? Fine. I, I think Alliance will do good, but I don't think they're going to win. That's my opinion. That's fair. Who do you think is going to win? Dignitas. <laughs> Snaking number one, man. Oh my god. Fanboy <laughs> to I the just, end. I literally <laughs> threw up in my mouth. Return of the king. <laughs> Alright, yeah, well... What we'll do is we've gone longer than we wanted to on this, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you to Cyber Power PC for helping us out all this time. Um, let us know what you want, don't want, you know, change, so on and so forth. Anyone um, just send an email on the Reddit post that's going to happen eventually or whatever else. Uh, Greg, do you have any shout-outs or anything? Man, Cyber Power PC, they're my shout-out. I love those guys. They deal with me being ridiculous. Uh, they're really great support. Pretty much all the endeavors we've gone into. And uh, shout out to the viewers that actually care. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Wow, they lost a rat in the dark? Sorry, that was complete out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm going to make a... Did Alliance lost a rat in the dark? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Oh, God. Okay. Going. That was a long um, time ago, though. I'm going to make a preemptive shout-out to those of you who are actually going to comment on this and help us improve. Because it's really easy for us to look at the podcast and to look at stuff like this and say, oh, this is fantastic, we're really happy with this. But it's another thing entirely to get some feedback from the community. So preemptive shout-out to those of you who care enough to tell us what you like and don't like. How about you, Nick? Shout out to Piet Smith from Dignitas. Shout out to LD because he's awesome. Uh, that's about it for me. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And to everyone who's listening, we'll see you next week. Yeah, me too. I'm ready.